Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking about podcasts. <laughs> We're talking about podcasts. Where's the low We're, harmony? Hang on. I want to find that low harmony. We're talking about podcasts. No, definitely not that. <laughs> We're talking about podcasts. I don't think that was it. No. <laughs> no. We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about itty bitty podcasts. Podcast! <laughs> Merry Mini Monday! <laughs> Chunkies. We're just doing it. We had a nice long conversation about our intro and it got in our heads. And about how Doge hates it. No, we're just going to... We're You've just got it today. You've just got it. <laughs> it, it. Is, it, it is, and it's in your ears now. It's Sorry. now... <laughs> it's real and it's raw. It's now in your ears. Hey, were either of y'all born today? No. no. Oh, you know who was though? I don't even know who we are yet. I'm Carter. I'm Doge. Jordan. Hey, I always jump the gun, don't I? <laughs> you do. That's good, though. It's like my thing. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. developing this character. That's like your Carter, the guy That's... who forgets to do the thing. Right. What a, yeah. what a cool brand for you. <laughs> like, on the next episode, I just goes. start it by saying, rent it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for real, though, if that's what you're rating tomorrow's movie, that is insane. We'll see. Let's not do that yet. We'll see. <laughs> Guys, I'd love to tell you about some stars that were born. Oh. Okay. And once again, I've got some trouble here because... Our very first episode, there happened to be three relatively known stars born on that day. Great. On this January 28th. Maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. There's one. And then I've got one that's born tomorrow. Okay. And then one that was born on Wednesday. Okay. okay. So for those of us type A personalities that like to plan ahead, make sure we got those cards in the mail <laughs> for those birthdays. <laughs> yeah. Enough time. Go ahead and preset your tweets. Yeah. Here we go. And we'll start with today. Today, somebody turns 38. Okay. Our first actor, born in 1981, Mm. may -hmm. have made more of a deep impact on cinema than we think. Back in the very beginning, who would have thought his future would see him dining on everything from lambus bread to human flesh? 38 years old today. man. Our first actor, born in 1981, may have made more of a deep impact on cinema than we think. Back in the very beginning, who would have thought his future would see him dining on everything from lambus bread to human flesh. Who is this star? Sean Astin. Oh, man. I was going to say Sean Astin, but I think he's got to be older than that, huh? Elijah Wood Mm. was Uh, in deep impact. I I had a 50-50 shot, and I took it. you did. 
Here's of the thing. The I'm, Frodo Baggins. We're an Armageddon family. Yeah. So I'm sorry. sorry. I'm not a deep impact We are guy. too. That's fine. Okay. Today's going to be a lot like that. Uh, they, <laughs> do you know the human flesh reference? I don't. Uh-uh. Eating human flesh. He I plays don't. a character called Kevin in Sin City. That's really disturbing. I don't know if you've seen Sin City before. Mm, I haven't. Um, some, some interesting scenes there. But he does eat people. And he like always has this weird smile. Um, don't we all? <laughs> don't, don't we all though? Did you know he's also several times been the voice of Spyro? Wait, the dragon, wait, really? the Sony dragon Spyro. Uh huh. What? That's crazy. Isn't that interesting? Gary yeah. Oldman was a voice in the first one too. Yeah, that's crazy. They just got that A list, <laughs> the A list talent of the for late nineties for Spyro the Dragon. Did you know Jeez. Anthony Hopkins was Banjo Kazooie? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Glumpo. <laughs> Meryl Streep is Mario. Yes. <laughs> Not so much. Whoa. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> um, much better Meryl Streep than mine. <laughs> In 1945, a true blue blood actor was born. While this magnum man mostly loaned his most epic mustache to television, mm. he yep. would just as quickly book a full-length gig. Who we got? 74 years old. Timothy Selleck. Yes. Timothy Selleck. Timothy. Also in... Three men and a baby. Yeah. And friends. <laughs> yep. And friends. Very, he had a, a lot of TV work. Very nearly Indiana Jones. Yes. Quigley Down Under was kind of almost like a, I don't know if it was at the same time as Indiana Jones. He couldn't and, get out of his TV contract. And he chose that. Yeah. But it's not like his TV contract probably wasn't paying the bills. <laughs> For real. He just, I didn't know he was 74. Yeah. He Me seems either. way younger than that. I, I think hope even I if his mustache was as white as it probably should be. Well, I mean, think about this. 20 years ago, he was playing the man cougar. In Friends. I mean, he was the old guy that... I mean, oh, 20, and that was a long time years ago. ago. Yeah. years ago, he was, the, he was the, the, the sexy old man. And he was not... So that's what's tough. Oh, also, let's take a quick aside. Okay. But I'm going to do a quick shout out to Sheldon. Thanks for letting me know. Um, <laughs> John Hurt, whose birthday it was last week. Uh-huh. Did you know he's not alive? Wait, no, what? <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Still his Oops. birthday though. Right? So it was it was an in memoriam. Yeah. Yeah. Of John Hurt. It would have been his he, birthday. He was on this uh, he's, posthumously. He's our first our first <laughs> he's our first supernova on a Star Wars born. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, Thank good. you for that recovery. That's good. Our 1974 baby. So he's, his birthday is coming up Wednesday. He's Our 1974 him. baby is mostly known for playing some truly and literally dark roles. But did you know he did voice acting for Disney's Pocahontas? <laughs> Who knew he? He turns 45 today. Oh, man. Our 1974 baby is mostly known for playing some truly and literally dark roles. But did you know he did voice acting for Disney's Pocahontas? Who knew? See, voice acting for Pocahontas, and it's a he. There were boys in it. I know, but like I'm thinking, John Smith was Mel Gibson. Yeah, I was about to say it's not. Tis not he. He's not. He's not forty. He's not in his forties. Yeah. Oh man, doesn't look good for. Hey, real question. Haven't seen Pocahontas in a long time. What other dudes are in that movie? The governor guy with the dog. Her dad. Oh yeah, he's kind of just an angry type dude. Christian Bale. That was going to be my guess, but I had Wait. no idea that he did voice acting. Christian mm. Bale's in his 40s? Mm-hmm. How old do you think he was? Well, he plays every end of the age spectrum 
at any age. Yeah, so I, Christian? I think he's just so nebulous to me as far yeah. as age goes. Fair enough. He exists Bale. outside of any time structure Who that was I'm was Christian aware of. Bale in Pocahontas? He was he's Pocahontas. What? He was Pocahontas. Can you paint with all the colors of the wind? Uh, no, he wasn't. I had Grandmother it. Willow. <laughs> I had it up. But he was actually one of the, he's like an in-between. He's like the uh, Thomas. So he had like shorter hair, like shorter brown hair. And he was like a, a lackey for the main villain. But he's also like, I don't know if I want to be a bad guy. Anyways, you'd know if, if you watched it today. Um, <laughs> you'd go, there he is. But his literally dark role, obviously. Sure, the Dark Knight. This guy. Yeah. Just oh, it even him. looks like him. Even looks dark like him. Dark Knight. Actually, uh, a little bit. Does. Was in the Newsies. He actually played, I mean, American Psycho is a pretty dark role as yeah, well. Sure. Yeah. Christian Bale has had an illustrious career. Oh, my goodness. Yes. For real. Wow. Kind of going through, his was hard to make a little quiz on because yeah. you had The Fighter, which he won the Academy Award for. All sorts of stuff. He was in one of my favorite Kenneth Branagh movies, which is Henry V. Mm-hmm. Made a long time ago. Played a little like bag boy. Amazing. You think he's going to win for Vice? He's up for Vice, right? Yeah. You think he's going to win? I don't know. It's either him or Remy, I think. You think so? I really Remy's, do. Remy's performance is great, but it's not. I don't. Isn't it Remy? It's Romy. Randall? Roomba. <laughs> Roomba. I think Roomba's performance did out. Roomba did great, a great job. But it's not necessarily best actor. The thing about him, the thing about Roomba is that no matter how good of a job he does, he always just sort of returns back to base. And I think that yeah. that's just too much sometimes. Yeah. He was on Gilmore Girls. Remy was. Remy. Roomba. Roomba. Chelsea sent me a screenshot the other day and was like, there he is. <laughs> it's Queen from the and movie Queen. That's, Queen. When, Queen. that's when they knew that he was going to be great for Freddie Mercury because all he says in that whole mo- on that whole episode is, <laughs> just like who is that guy um guys i have a new bit for us today oh no you're holding a piece of paper that's got a like lot to do with numbers deal. and so i was oh, like gosh yeah. okay. let's call it fun with numbers but then i said no Funbers. Funbers. that's exactly is. what i said okay, okay. so welcome <laughs> to Funbers. what i've got for you today i went over to box office mojo which by the way box office ball jordan is way behind Sorry, bud. I, I haven't had a movie yet. Well, Sorry, dude. does that change the fact you're way behind? No. You're a better team. Uh, Glass has made about $54 million. And um, the bummer is that even if Replicants made $1, you're still beating me. Still beating you. Because you've had two movies um, and one. And so Glass, I guess, technically is a part of a franchise. Like if you were to say, like not M. Night Shyamalan movies, but the twist of Split was that it was the second to Unbreakable. Right. And then we had yeah. this thing. So that got me going. On a franchise index that I found. These are the most successful worldwide grossing franchises of all time. Okay. Can you make a guess at what number one is? Star Wars. No. I feel like it has to be Marvel. Marvel Cinematic Universe is number one. Okay. Marvel Cinematic Universe has made $6.8 billion. Yeah. But that's 20 movies. Right. Right? So then you go down and then Star Wars is next. It's made 4.2 on 11 (laughs) movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's actually it's it's money average is higher by about forty million. Right, eleven movies because of the Clone Wars animated movie. That was like, what is the eleventh movie? Right, and that's what's tough. And so then you have J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World is third. Okay, sure. with eleven movies at two point seven eight billion, two point four billion. It's is, a big gap. Is they they went ahead and just said Batman eleven, so they did even even the older. Batman stuff. I think they even have that in like anytime Batman has been in one of the DC universe things recently, right? So it's kind of wonky. weird. Yeah, yeah really weird. weird. 
Harry Potter was fifth. What I'm more interested how is that, in... How is Harry Potter different than Wizarding World? Um, so Harry Potter... So Wizarding World equals Fantastic Beasts, 11. Nine. Well, that that's... But there's Why eight Harry Potter. Maybe it's just Harry Potter without Fantastic Beasts ranks here and Harry Potter plus Fantastic Beasts ranks up here. Anyway. Perhaps. Anyways, with our total gross, you kind of look at the top 10 and it was like 20 movies, 11 movies, 9 movies, 25 movies. Can you guess which one that is? Coming in at 8th place has 25 James movies. James Bond. Yep, $2.1 billion. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Then we've got Middle Earth and then we get down to 5. 5 seems kind of like a, this is not a ridiculous amount of movies for a franchise. Sure. And so then I wanted to go through, and let's try and get you guys quickly. What do you think are in the top five highest grossing five movie franchises? So that's that that takes out Fast and Furious. Yeah, done. it does. Takes out the Rocky movies. Five Fast movie and Furious has eight. And five or is less, like or is this all like five movies exactly? Five exactly. How many Rambo's are there? I can tell you the highest grossing, like with just a small amount of movies, is Avengers with three, with one point seven billion. It's so and it's almost in the top ten. It's like number fourteen or fifteen. Okay, five movies. Spider Man. Like, are we counting like Toby? There's three Tobys and two Andrews and a Tom Holland. Not in the top five. Yeah, that's not going to be even in the top ten. I've highlighted the top ten on here. Here's one where we were. We were likely not going to think of, but half a billion dollars, the Die Hard franchise. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Had five. The Conjuring had five. There's five of those? Whoa. Isn't that crazy? A little more than half a billion. Terminator had five at 608 okay. million. Alvin and the Chipmunks had five at oh, 662 no way. million. Ice Age <laughs> had five at 793 million. Gotta have my Ray Romano. There have been four Shreks. There, there, you've got one of your top fives. No, there's been five. There's been five Shrek. Shrek, is, boots. Shrek is third. Oh, what? Shrek is third on the five. So Shrek list. is one and of them. And it's within the top 20 highest grossing what franchises of all time. Earth? What? Shrek has made $1.4 billion. What? The first two deserve every ounce of the, that money. And so then we've got four more. And I'll give you, I'll give you what was in fifth. Okay. Born. The Born series made $800 so million. Dollars. are puzzle piecing five right? movies together. It's so hard to think of. Five. It's pretty tough. Uh, how many aliens have there been? More than five. Nope. Yep. Here's number four. Twilight. <sighs> Twilight has made $1.3 billion. Maybe we should have an argument in the next episode about our next Twilight movie to possibly say, I was thinking to myself, is Twilight... Is Twilight? <laughs> is Twilight the worst, most successful franchise of all time? I think it's what I thought Fast and Furious was going to be. Wait, right. DCEU. Yeah, DCEU has six. They say. Hang on, Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Superman, Suicide Squad. Oh, I forgot Suicide Wonder Squad. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Justice League. I yep. forgot Suicide Squad. So Aquaman's now in the top twenty-five highest-grossing films of all time. I thought this was supposed to be fun. I'm sorry, it's yeah. not fun. Number yeah. three was Shrek. We said number five was Born. Four was Twilight. Number two, Pirates of the Caribbean. $1.4 billion. And, but we can be happy with number one, I think, which was Jurassic Park at $1.8 billion. Wow. Dollars with five movies. And then the Avengers was right after them, and then Transformers had seven. Ugh. And then the Apparently Fast and the Bumblebee's Furious good, though. Here's what's going to happen, though. 
with the Fast and the Furious at eight, they're about to have the Hobbs and Shaw movie. I bet that alone moves that franchise into the top 10. Yeah. All time. It very well could. Amazing. What if nine Fast and Furious movies makes more money than nine Harry Potter movies? I bet it could. I think it'll happen. I hope it happens. Another reason to pull for that franchise. Love you guys. Love you, Fast and Furious. Love everything about Love you, you. Jesse. Love you, There's Jesse. There's a random. I follow, Miss you, Dwayne, Jesse. I follow Dwayne Johnson on Instagram, and I highly recommend it. But there was a scene that he he teased from Hobbs and Shaw where he's like in a Samoan outfit and is. there's dead bodies around him. Okay. I don't care. Yeah. That's like, I okay. think that was yeah. actually, I don't, that's actually from Moana too. I don't know. <laughs> so live be, action. Just be ready for it. Disney went crazy. straight to the live action it's, version it's the of Moana. that. Moana with a vengeance. Disney oh plus. My gosh. Live Moana or die Moana. Yeah. Um, before we go, I do want to ask you guys just very quickly, what's the streaming? <laughs> that was actually literally very quickly. That was very quickly. It was very quick. Yeah. What do we got? Anything new from last week? New from last week is Brooklyn Nine-Nine for us. Uh, we've watched everything thus far and then, you know, it got canceled and then picked up by NBC and the NBC episodes. There's two of them out thus far at the time of this recording. And they're great. How long has that been happening? The pickup after something's been canceled. Why does that feel recent? Because it's, I feel like there's been a lot of things like Netflix picked up Arrested Development after it got canceled yeah, by Fox. It's, it's actually pretty rare for something to be picked up this quickly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like a like a down the road reboot or continuation isn't that uncommon. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine was the anomaly because it was picked up in under 24 hours. That's the Expanse was pretty similar though. Yeah, it was. Sci-Fi canceled The Expanse and, and Amazon, Amazon was like, hey, it. we got it. But, but fingers yeah. crossed that that happens for Happy Endings. Another excellent show on That Hulu, show's dead, but it's, it's never game over. <laughs> anyway. Love it, but it's game over. Uh, yeah, we finished, uh, we, we wrapped up Barry for our first time, and I'm now awesome. uh, taking Callie through her first time watching Silicon Valley, which is one of my silliest favorites. It's funny. It's a very it's funny really show. It's really funny. It's I am, we're watching something called uh, Instant Home or Instant House. Instant Hotel, right? Instant Hotel. Yeah. And we've seen the whole season, and I didn't catch on the title. But <laughs> I, I have to tell you, I love the content. If you're a fan of reality type TV or like a Big Brother, Bachelor kind of vibe, uh, you've got five couples and they go around and each of them review one of the couple's instant houses, which is essentially a Airbnb. Airbnb. And it's from Australia. So if anything, it's just fun to listen to them talk. But it's very interesting. There's some pretty funny characters on there. And so I'm hoping for more seasons. It's one of those Netflix originals. Yeah, yeah. we did. We did one episode of tidying up with Marie. I was about Kondo. to say, are any of you, are either of you guys Marie Kondoing? Anything? I think Chelsea watched one of those and she liked. It. I liked it, but it made me really sleepy because the whole vibe of the show is just very like peaceful and tranquil. Mm-hmm. And so I like get that. we got one episode in, and I was like, if I, if I we watch say, another one, my day's over. I Marie Kondoed. I Marie Kondoed my garage and my home like office space like earlier this week when we had MLK Day off. Yeah. And it is the greatest feeling. I didn't like hold stuff in my hand and thank it. For so you didn't joy. really, didn't you, really, you Marie, basically just organized. I didn't really Marie Kondo. I just cleaned my house like a big boy does. But yeah. I feel pretty good about it. That's awesome. Well, now your stuff is mad at you because you didn't thank it enough. But I that's know. okay. <laughs> Finally, look ahead to the weekend in terms of a weekend release. Here's what tells you. I mean, just the culture that we live in. The best thing that I could find was actually something that's going to be streaming. So movies have releases now. On streaming services. Are you about to say Velvet Buzzsaw? Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh my gosh, it looks so good. <laughs> yeah. I really think people should see this movie. It's yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, who we've already kind of crushed on a little bit. Same with his, director as Nightcrawler. Yes, with his coming Mysterio role the uh, cast in Spider-Man. Is unbelievable. The cast is unbelievable. And it really, 
thank you, Jordan Peele. I think he's yeah. doing something. I yeah. think he's oh, started something to where maybe years and years down the road, they might say that's the best that the horror genre has been. Yeah. It added something new. Yeah. Just incredible. It's not, it's not even dark comedy. It's something different. It's, 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 it's actual horror, but with a plot and storyline that doesn't make me want to pull my hair out. It's exactly. Not like, it's not jumpy. Right. Yeah. But Velvet Buzzsaw is about art and essentially art coming what? to life. But is that's, it? that's all we'll say. Who knows what it's about? Is it actually Night at the Museum 4? <laughs> it might be. Tune in this weekend to find out. <laughs> I think to sign off today, Let's find another, I don't even know if, Velvet Buzzsaw is one of those names that kind of gets your attention, right? Yeah. So as we sign off. It's a real like WWE name. It really is. And you might have already done your part on this. But I think we should all think of something else that Velvet Buzzsaw could be. Not as a movie plot, Mm. but perhaps as a product, Mm. maybe a wrestler or something like that. (laughs) So for our mini Monday, I'm Carter. And I imagine Velvet Buzzsaw being almost along the lines of, like, garbage pail kids. Velvet <laughs> Buzzsaw is this um, kind of bloody teddy bear that somehow ends up going viral and being a big deal and going on sale. Just yep. this ugly plush type thing. That's my Velvet Buzzsaw. Doge? I'm Doge, and I believe that Velvet Buzzsaw is Black & Decker's attempt to market tools for women. And instead of that Black & Decker orange, the bright pink. <laughs> And it's reductive and it's uncomfortable. But the line is called Black & Decker Presents Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, man. Interesting. You know, it's funny that you brought this up because it actually is already a thing. Um, Velvet Buzzsaw, of course, being uh, the uh, secret unreleased Prince album that he <laughs> wrote and recorded right before his passing. So thank you, Prince, for Velvet Buzzsaw and all the great singles. Stream it. <laughs> Stream it wherever you download our podcast. Oh, man. And who are you? Jordan. Bye. <laughs>